Episode 81. Who Made You Believe That? Brought to you by the Universal Law of Harmony. Everything vibrates according to its own kind. If a thief goes to a new city is not long before that thief will be hanging out with like-minded people. If a successful entrepreneur goes to a new city it will not be long before they will find like-minded people. If a family person goes to a new city it will not be long before they find a kindred spirit who is in the same zone. Our beliefs, wherever they came from, create our tribe. And it's really hard to operate outside of that collective. And in spite of all the work been done with diversity, it will always be so. It is therefore important to recognize the difference between honoring diversity and wanting or needing to hang out with diversity. Our society has defined diversity by many different viewpoints such as race, sex, choices, culture and religion. These are easy diversity to accept and embrace because usually they are easy to identify and the individual quite often holds a very strong sense of identity in that unique definition of themselves. But there is a diversity that is very hard to recognize. A diversity that is more important than all of the above. Human consciousness differentiates us. It is not so much the expression of that consciousness but the thought that underpins it that requires a level of awareness. It is most interesting to recognize that a person who is operating at a level of high consciousness, the power of choice, can spontaneously drop to low consciousness either by sudden overwhelm of work or something very personal. And so, for many people this is not their goal to sustain a high level of consciousness but rather feel like an accordion going in and out squeezed in by pressure opening up by relaxation of holidays and weekends. As they are squeezed in their consciousness drops and as they open up and relax their consciousness rises. Inner wealth we isolate ourselves from the vacillation of consciousness. We are given tools to process anything that might come along to either contract or expand that consciousness by simple ego perspectives. We are committed to being in the top three rungs of the consciousness cone and any time we are below that, we consider it to be a red flag and a drop in our humanity and therefore something we must use one of the tools of the inner wealth technology to process and get back on track as quickly as possible. In comparison, a person who has no commitment to their consciousness and therefore their service to humanity, will vacillate down to the lowest and up to the highest based on their perspective on the situation at hand. Given that there are seven areas of life and therefore seven pyramids of consciousness, one for each area of life, when an individual chooses to vacillate with their perspective on any situation they become a nuisance to themselves, high maintenance and usually paranoid about anything that can disrupt them. A commitment to living in the top three levels of the consciousness cone, love to, choose to, desire to, is also a commitment to life. It is a commitment to not wasting time it is a commitment to serving others, it is a commitment to leaving a footprint. It is a fastly different commitment to living in the bottom three or four levels of the consciousness cone which is a commitment to reacting to thoughts. It is also a self-indulgent level of existence and what many people in that area of thinking consider to be fun. It's not. If you are reading this you are a person who is interested in human consciousness and living and working in that level of the consciousness cone that is the top three level. But there are some things that can prohibit you remaining there. And the question of today's blog is what makes you believe that? You might believe that it is very important for you to feel stressed when somebody else is stressed. You might believe that when somebody goes through hardship you should also suffer. You might believe that somebody else's glory is more important than your own and give away too much. You might believe that if you sit on your butt, chanting Merry Christmas, Santa Claus will come. There are so many opportunities to take beliefs that you have inherited or borrowed from a naive source and hold on to them and keep yourself in the bottom of the consciousness cone through reaction. One lady said to me my work stresses me can't you see that on my health statistics? I responded with, no, the only thing in the world that can stress you is you. Work is work. A lot of work is just a lot of work, failure at work is just failure at work, none of these things are stressful. 
It is your beliefs and your reactions that you hold on to as if you are holding on to a life jacket with a sinking ship, that cause you to be stressed. Another person said to me that their dog was very sick and probably going to die. They started crying. I looked at them with compassion. And they wondered why I wasn't crying. But my crying doesn't change whether a dog is going to die. And guess what? The dog didn't die. So they wasted a whole bunch of misery on what could be rather than what is. Yes, I can hear you squirming in your seat thinking how could he be so cold? But I am not committed to being hot. I am not committed to operating in the bottom end of the consciousness cone. I am committed to living my life with higher consciousness, serving the world, maintaining a standard of dignity on earth and not buying into marketing and belief systems that people don't question. One day in Canada I was coaching at a First Nation reservation and there was a long queue of people waiting. One lady who had been badly abused I told to go home, change the locks, tell this abuser to not come home until he had sorted himself out. We called the police and got an AV0 on him and she left with the next steps and support. About one hour later that guy who was the abuser in this situation, stormed into my coaching room, screamed and told the client I was working with to leave, pulled out a revolver, and sat it on the table opposite me. He was raging mad and had just been kicked out of his own home on, in his opinion, my say-so. The so-called victim lady had clearly used me as her validation and fair enough. Now in these situations the question is being asked Chris Walker what is in your heart? If there is judgment for him or against him, and I am operating in the lower end of the consciousness cone, I will react and with this gun in front of me I'm pretty sure, dead. But I know, and have practiced for years and years, moving any situation I have in front of my face, blown into my ears, screamed into my bones, I simply move to the top end of the consciousness cone and remain fully present. I keep my heart open in hell. That is the question we ask ourselves every day, how do I keep my heart open in hell and still go to heaven? The answer to this question is you must question your beliefs. And your beliefs were told to you by someone somewhere. You might believe that being a good person will get you to the top in business and suddenly find that because you support 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 people that you can't challenge 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 them equally and therefore you get left behind. What you can ask yourself is who made you believe that support 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 would get you to the top in business. But no. Most people will say something is wrong with this company because I am doing what I believe to be the right thing and the company is not responding well. Another example is where somebody in your family is sick and you feel sad. Somewhere somebody told you that if someone feels sick you should feel sad. Who made you believe that? If you think back your grandma and grandpa never felt sad when you were sick. They laughed and said you'll be okay. They reassured you. But your parents or somebody might have said oh you poor thing. And they might have taught you that feeling sad, as they did, when you were sick, was the right response. But what you didn't realize is that they were sad because with you being sick they couldn't go to the footy. Their sadness was not for you being sick but for them missing out on the concert. So someway somehow, we inherit beliefs and very often those beliefs keep us locked into the bottom three or four rungs of the consciousness cone. Do you remember those four rungs? Got to, should do, need to, want to. Those bottom runs are highly volatile and have no consistency and therefore cannot be the place from which a leader in any field of the seven areas of life can function. The minimum level of function for a leader in any area of life is, it is what it is. At least this is called ambivalence and ambivalence is what Maslow called the highest level of self-actualization. If you are self-actualized you will be ambivalent towards many of the things that people react to. If you are ambivalent, you are a leader. Add gratitude to ambivalence and you have inspiration. It's not hard to work it all out but it is hard sometimes to recognize that the belief systems we have, and who made us believe those systems, might just not be healthy. 
So the question you can ask yourself if you wish is what is in my heart today? If the answer is not love to, choose to or desire to, you may be finding yourself in reaction. Nothing destroys the quality of a person's contribution to the world, their family, and their house more than being in this lower level of human consciousness. This is the real diversity we must be able to recognize as a boss or business owner. Because if you have people who are highly energetic but operating in the bottom three levels of the consciousness cone you have a real problem on your hands because they will vacillate one minute engaged one minute disengaged and this type of person requires massive amounts of maintenance and supervision. They will one time tell the world what a great leader you are and the next time be your worst enemy. Judas in the story of the Bible was such a person and has been shown to be a person operating with low consciousness, one minute a big fan the next minute sabotaging the leader. You need to watch out for this level of consciousness as you embrace diversity you can embrace the fact that there are people who don't think, people who don't think that they think, they just take what they have been taught and use it to react to the world and therefore become their own and others worst enemy. And there is nothing you can do to change it unless that individual is suffering enough to want help. By recognizing this diversity, it helps you not react to them either, and this might be well represented by the reaction of Jesus when he finds out that Judas betrayed him. So whether it's a biblical story or a children's kindergarten book you will find this diversity in human consciousness at the core of most of storytelling. It is also at the core of your own storytelling. And you can get absorbed by all the got to and should do moments of your life or you can talk about the love to and choose to moments of your life. They are the same moment. It's just how you interpret them and tell the story based on your beliefs. When a person is ready the teacher appears, and in the case of inner wealth, the teacher is nature, nature's law, universal law and love. That is the end of this episode. If you loved it, with higher consciousness, share it with somebody who might be provoked into thinking what made me believe that? With spirit. Chris.